Blog Talk Radio. But even in the midst of the 
speaks even in the midst of the teaching, even in the midst of showing them the right way. And Judges, the people started falling away. And if you read the uh, Judges all throughout, you'll see a cycle of people coming back to God. And then because they get blessed, they go away from God. And then God sends the enemy to them. So they, what they do, they go back to God and repent. And God redeems them because he's so merciful and kind. But somehow many of us know that sometimes God has to say enough is enough. Because we know the right thing to do. But we keep going in circles. I forgot who's going to get found. You got to be going in circles, round and round I go. Amen. 
washing people when the last time, and they came to the last time, and okay, God said, okay, this is the last time I'm going to get to show you mercy. Well, wait, I'm going to let the enemy get you, amen? And so, and so God turned them over to his, uh, their own record right mind. It's in Romans that says, okay, after so many times, God will turn you over. Don't let it be too cute or too sad that God can turn you over. He will turn you over to your own mind. The Israel, when we turn the Israelites over, they came susceptible to wicked leadership. That manipulated leadership that uh, took them for granted and did all sorts of nasty things. And this is when we come to Abimelech. I hope you get time to read and judge about Abimelech, his background. He was wicked leadership. And he was the son of Gideon. And I remember Gideon, right? He was a mighty man of valor. But uh, Abimelech was the son of Gideon from a concubine in Shechem. He was the result of some baby. Mama drama. Baby mama drama. Mama drama. So you can imagine the issues he already faced from being the son of a baby mama. He was kicked to the curb. Gideon died and people shut him, kicked all of Gideon's family to the curb. So he was dealing with rejection issues too. And when you have undealt with rejection issues, you're going to have some resentment. That build up over the years, and you don't do things that you know is not right, but you keep doing it because you ain't got to the root of it. And the root of it is rejection. Because they kicked him to the curb, he missed out on all the benefits and the inheritance that Gideon had. So he was kind of ticked off. That's what he was. He was ticked off for a good word to say. He was ticked off. So when he started making his way back to get what was rightfully his. So when you deal with unresolved rejection issues, you start manipulating and, and robbing and cheating and stealing your way into things that ain't even yours. God don't even want you to have. And that's what Abimelech did. He was dealing with years upon years of resentment and wickedness. And he wanted revenge by any means necessary. But uh, how many of you know when you do ungodly things, well, you ain't going to stay in a godly position too long. You ain't going to stay in a godly place that God has for you. Some examples of his wickedness. He went to Shechem, that's where his mother was from, and manipulated some weak people and deceived them and persuaded them. Tell, he said, tell them to promote me as king. He's like, put that cloud over here. Tell them that I need to be king because I am Gideon's son. But he knew that there were 70 men ahead of him. So what did he do? He killed all of his brothers to get to the position where he wanted to. And he reigned in Shechem for three years. He reigned and thought he had it going on, too. But after three years, God said enough is enough. And he sent an evil spirit uh, over a building and the people. And the people finally woke up and said, you know what? He's the kind of king we want. He needs to go. And so they were trying to impeach him, but uh, because Abimelech had some revenge issues and some rejection issues, and he was just downright nasty. He killed a lot of people shepherd. He showed how to slaughter them. He set the city on fire because they went to a stronghold in the city, and he took some bushes, set some fire, and watched them burn, baby, burn. Strongholds. It was strongholds in Shechem. What's the strongholds? You know, might not be in Shechem, but we got some strongholds. Some drinking strongholds. Some drinking strongholds. Some fornicate strongholds. We all got our strongholds. You have to call yours. I know that. I know 
Yeah. Amen. You don't have no wicked needs to kill you or wicked people kill you. You don't kill your own self because you run into the wrong thing. And when that he didn't burn a thousand people up in shelter, you know, he was on the road then. He thought he was the man. He thought he was Peter or something. I don't know. And so he went back to this, this, this little town called Peter. Thank Peter. He went there before he was the shepherd trying to get a position. But they, they straight up told him, you know what? You ain't the one we want. We serve the one true and living God and the God is our king and we will not replace him. So you better keep keep brick, keep on walking, because you ain't gonna be our king. So nevertheless, he was mad, but he didn't get him then. But after he killed all these people with Shepherd, he, he thought he was gonna go back there and get the same result. But little did he know, there was a woman there who was a warrior. A warrior. warrior. But she was a warrior. Yeah, yeah. he did. It wasn't no bigger than Shepherd. It didn't have more money than Shechem, but they, they didn't get defeated like Shechem either. Yeah. Why didn't they get defeated? Because the people, if you read uh, Judges, they said the people ran to a strong tower. Say strong tower. Strong tower. When the enemy was after them. If you read the people in Shechem, they ran to strongholds. So you better know where to run when you're in trouble. Amen? You better run to God. Because he's the only one you're going to make a way out of nowhere. Why did the people of Peter win? Because the entire town, men, women, leaders, children, they all went to the same place and to the same place in a strong tower of safety. And when you, when you, when I'm talking to churches organizations, you all got to be unified. If you're going to defeat the enemy, amen? You can't be having your own agenda, doing your own thing. You got to do it God's way or no way. But you're going to be burned up. The people of Shepherd, they did their own thing. When the false guys got their own king, that's why they burned up. And if you ever expect to win this battle, you're going to have to be unified. First, start in your family and your own individual family. Anything that's messed up, you, you better try to get it right in your family. I'm talking about your own household first. Then go to your extended family. Then go to your job family. Then go to your, your church family. But you got to get it right in your own family. Amen? All right. And Seabed, they had this one woman. This is, this is how Seabed defeated at Bethlehem. They had a woman who was bold enough and to stand up against the enemy and retaliate against them. She wasn't scared. She was a no-limit kind of soldier. Amen? That's what she was. She knew what she had and she was going to use it. She knew that she was wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against power and principality. And she knew that she was preparing for the job. You know why? Because she had been in a strong tower praying, fasting, and consecrating herself. No, doing those things that make you strong
when she can move and strengthen her and encourage her. Because they was going through the same thing she was. I get so tired of Christians thinking that they ain't going through nothing. You know, I ain't going through that because I'm I'm a woman of faith. Or I, I believe in God, but sometimes you, God will send some things your way that will break you down and say, you know what, I don't know what to do. Yeah. 